With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. everybody welcome to episode 50 of the bomber brothers podcast part of the pinstripe alley community of podcast sean and ryan with you as always to talk about the latest in yankee news obviously given everything that's going on we will probably be talking about baseball and sports and public health in a much broader scope this has obviously become much bigger than just the yankee sean and it's actually had been a very eventful week in Yankees news since we last talked we had the judge the judge stress fracture in his ribs so he finally found out what was what was bothering him we had um Zach Britton get hit by a line drive off the bat of Eric Kratz thankfully he turned out to be okay it was just a bruised wrist we had James Paxson start playing catch again. He actually has an optimistic outlook in terms of maybe getting back a little ahead of schedule. John Carlos Stanton took live BP off of uh, Britain yesterday. So a lot of things going on. But then, obviously, everything starts to unfold last night. Things are getting canceled. The NBA suspending its season. The, the big news, the NHL is supposed to make an announcement some point today. I'm going to assume it's going to be the same. And... March Madness is going to be played without fans. I'm going to assume that that's not going to be played either. So we're kind of in a we're kind of in a well, obviously we're in strange times, but here on this podcast we are as well because our what are we supposed to talk about these injuries and the outlook for guys of when they'll return when in all likelihood these injuries that we're all being you know, put up against the clock between now and opening day. Does that even matter now since it's looking more and more like opening day is is probably not going to happen? Well, if it does happen, I mean, nobody's going to be there except the players. There's no way they can play baseball games with with fans at at this point. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, you know, we were talking before we started recording – it's funny you stress so much about these injuries. There's a very good likelihood that this season doesn't begin to be played until June, and they might, you know, play what a hundred game schedule or something like that. Um, and you know, none of these injuries, except for for Severino and um, and and Hicks, are going to have any impact on the season whatsoever. And um, I obviously wish that weren't so, because you know people are dying and people are getting really sick, but. 
Um, I think, I, I think I read that there's an MLB conference call between like the players association and the league on yeah, Friday on, morning on Friday. That was what Jeff Passon said. Yeah. By the way, did you see the only NBA team that wanted just like the show to go on was of the Knicks? Of course I did. And, <laughs> and now the to... Knicks are being quarantined. <laughs> if I was told if I was told that there was one NBA team that had said they didn't want to po- postpone or play in an empty arena and wanted to wait for government um word from the government, I would have said the Knicks in a heartbeat. Well, I, I mean, not to get too political, but the government doesn't know what the hell it's doing. I mean, the president said one thing during his State of the Union, and then they came out and, like, had to correct it about the, the travel bans and the import-export bans. Like, it's insane. Like, you're getting all these mixed messages, and I think that's part of the problem of why there's so much confusion. I digress. Um, so, I mean, it, it's – MLB's in a tough spot right now. We'll, we'll get more into that, but – I mean, if we just focus it on focus in on the Yankees, it seems like there's a really good chance that a lot of these injuries don't wind up meaning anything. And I don't know how you want to attack this. You want to go through the injuries, or you want to talk about the most likely scenario of what happens with Major League Baseball moving forward? Because I think they have to make a decision. What after what happened in the NBA last night, which was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to see the NHL shut down after tonight. They'll probably make an announcement today that tonight's games are the last. And then I think everybody else is going to have to kind of fall in line because the NBA and NHL share share arenas. So, yeah, and a number of those teams have been directly linked to interacting with the same locker room that the Utah Jazz have recently. Mm -hmm. And obviously that locker room um, had Rudy Gobert in it, who has now tested positive and Obviously, you hope he's okay, but this just it just shows how rapidly this this thing could spread. And I mean, think about sports like basketball and baseball. Everybody on the floor or on the field is literally sharing the same object in their hands. Like basketball, you're passing around the ball. Baseball, you're pitching the ball to a catcher who throws it back to you, who throws it back to a hitter who hits it into the field and they throw it to first base. It is, and and then and then those balls are hit into the stands where the fans catch it. So it's. Obviously, this is something that probably needs to be done and probably is, is going to be done because it's I – mean, I, I keep reading that they, they expect this to start dying down by June and that the virus won't be able to um, – will like lose its um, strength in, in, in warmer weather. But we still have plenty of at least lukewarm weather th- for the next couple months, so – yeah, I mean, we we could address these these injuries. I really don't think it's going to have much um, much meaning. I mean, you know, with with Stanton, they said it's really likely that he's not going to be ready for opening day. Just yesterday, they said it was foolish to expect him to be ready, even though he was starting to take BP again. You, you'd imagine that. Uh, barring any setbacks, he'll now be ready for whenever the new opening day is. Maybe, maybe Judge is still affected if he winds up um, having that surgery. But I thought it was only like what four weeks if he had surgery or six weeks. Something I th- like it's, that. it's six, so it, it would depend on how. Still how, a week out from him passing that two-week mark. Yeah, yeah. So you figure by mm-hmm. then we're we're in late March and on almost that opening day, and then if he decides to get the surgery. That's six weeks that it's pushed back, and then, and then you have to see, you have to see how far back opening day is going to be pushed back, 
And of course, you know, they haven't announced anything yet that as as early as yesterday evening they said that they were planning on um proceeding with opening day as scheduled and that they were going to keep monitoring the situation but as of last night with what happened in the NBA I'd say the situation has already been severely changed for the worst in terms of how professional sports are going to be able to protect its players I mean you think about all the NBA teams that had to be self-quarantined last night or tested for coronavirus and that's just how that's how quickly it can spread and how quickly a bunch of different teams could be involved. So I personally I don't really think talking about these injuries is is really going to matter that much. It's more going to be about, you know, most importantly, when is this going to get under control and it stops spreading so rapidly and and endangering so many people because this has already been proven to to kill people. And uh and then on top of that, like when will there even be baseball or any sports to talk about? Yeah, that's uh, it's a scary thought, especially if we're all hunkered down in our homes, not be able to watch sports. Like that's the one thing. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm sick today, but I could like turn on the random matinee baseball game that's on while I'm homesick from school or work or whatever. But um, obviously, there's more important things at play, and Netflix and books will be getting a workout and. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you said about getting under control. I, I think, you know, that's the funny thing is if we all start to go out less, obviously the spread will slow, but it doesn't mean the virus goes away. So it's like until there's until there's a cure or a, a vaccine, what, you know, we could be in a holding pattern indefinitely. I mean, we, you know, I just threw June out there, but I mean, you know, the, theoretically that's, there is no correct time frame. It's, you know, you can slow the spread so you're not overwhelming the system, but until there's some a cure found or, you know, th- this thing's not going to just die out on its own. Yeah. Because uh, you're not going to, you, you know, you could, you could be smart about it and, and not have mass gatherings, but still people are going to interact. They're going to go to the grocery store, not knowing that they're sick yet. And, and other people will get it from there and, and things like that. So it's interesting. Um, <laughs> I went to a Ranger game last Thursday and I remember it was just like, oh, like should be fine. You know what I mean? Like there's X cases in the United States only. And now it's like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. I was still careful. Like after I got off the train, I immediately washed my hands and blah, blah, blah. And then Zibanejad scores his fifth goal and I'm hugging people I don't even know because it was crazy. But Stay the yeah. hell away from me. Yeah, I've kind <laughs> of um, – I, I purposely haven't seen any of our grandparents since then because I want to wait a little bit just to be sure I don't have it. Because, you know, and, and that's the thing too is I think a lot of people and a lot of players are like, well, if I get sick, I'll be fine. Like I'm in good health. Um, I'm young. People who have those combinations have good outlooks if they get this. But, you know, if one of us gets it and gets – you know, an elderly person or somebody with a compromised health health uh, system sick, we, we could kill that person by giving it to them. So that's really like, you know, there's a lot of arrogance that I saw last week that has seemed to have got, gone away after the realities of last night. And Tom Hanks getting it, man. Yeah, I'm that not. that hits home. Yeah, absolutely. No, oh, no, you um, you um, you're right. I feel like the outlook on a lot of um, people's opinions in terms of. Suspending seasons has changed, especially after 
you know, directly seeing what happened in um, the Thunder Jazz game last night. I mean, you had a game that was literally about to start and health officials ran out and were like, no, don't. We have, you know, Rudy Gobert being tested for this for this yeah, virus. touched all the microphones. Yeah, which is, oh, that's, which now is just looks so awful. Um, but, I mean, hey, even up here where I am with my work, I mean, we had, we had hundreds of students protesting um, the Connecticut Athletic Conference's decision to cancel all the remaining high school state tournaments. And, you know, now a lot of people's opinions are kind of changing a little bit after, after yesterday. Like, okay, like maybe this was more a more proactive decision than we realized. And, I mean, baseball is probably going to have to do something similar. I mean, better to better to you know suspend the season before any of its players gets infected with this virus than than what happened in the nba when a player does and then you have to start kind of backtracking all the place all the different cities and locker rooms that he's been in over the past week and baseball i mean you're you're in a locker room every day yeah that's um once one mlb player comes up with it, it it's over but um, yeah. and there, there was a brief scare that that first person could have been Gary Sanchez yesterday. Yeah, the Sanchez, but they said it's just a regular, uh, regular usual uh, flu or whatever. Yep. So I, I don't know. It's uh, it's getting crazy, and I I mean, I, the thing is with the way that this is spreading, an MLB player probably has it already. And is either just not showing any symptoms yet or, you know, they've kept it under wraps and he's getting tested now. And once that hits, it's, it's over and they're going to shut the whole thing down. So, I mean, I think we can safely say that we're not going to be starting Major League Baseball season on time. But by next week, we'll have some confirmation. I was actually reading an interesting article last night about the spread and how things are actually happening like four days before you know they're happening because you you get infected and then you won't actually go see a doctor for about four days and you're like okay well like four days ago i started to feel this way so like the spread is more rapid than than you actually know and i think we've kind of seen that right like because every day we had like a new explosion of things god knows what today's going to bring given what yesterday was like um so i i think with that in mind, there's baseball players that, that probably have it. I mean, there's been so many cases in Florida. You get so many people going to spring training, and I understand they're being careful with the autographs and stuff like that, but it was probably too late once they started that. I, I mean, yeah, and, and that part is nobody down there's fault. But I think the messaging around this has been crazy, but what are you going to do considering we're probably not going to have baseball for a long time? Yeah, I know. It's time to start thinking about what the heck – we're going to do with our lives it's not even like we usually when there's no baseball it's like all right well at least i can watch some you know i love college basketball i love hockey there's plenty of other options <laughs> those are probably all going to be gone too for the foreseeable future and you know this isn't really something that you know obviously i'm going to be upset to not have those things because sports has you know always been the perfect remedy for me when there's like sad times around you want a good distraction but obviously when you understand the reasoning and know it's for the better it'll probably be a little easier to um to accept probably a lot easier to accept but yeah it's it's still going to be tough and yeah but that's that that's when you need sports the most though is when things are going wrong it's it's the perfect distraction and and 
you know, we're not going to have that in any form, I don't think. Um, so we'll see. I actually ordered a couple baseball books. I ordered what was it, Keepers of the Realm, it's called. Hmm, not familiar uh, with that one. I'll send you a link, but Ben Lindbergh talked about it on the last podcast and said it was you know, fantastic. And he actually had just reread it. So I ordered that. Nice. I'll, send, I'll send you a link. So, yeah, going to be reading and, and maybe I'll catch up on Clone Wars and whatnot. But I mean, what do you think? So what do you think baseball should do? Like, do you think they're just going to batten down the hatches and stay in Tampa or or in Arizona or send the players home and then come back and ramp up once they think it's safe? What do you I, think? Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do in that regard. I mean, I, I think I know that the right thing to do is to probably postpone the start of the season and i think that's what all professional sports are going to do in terms of how they handle it after that i mean i was listening to mark cuban's press conference yesterday um owner of the dallas mavericks after all this went down and he kind of stressed that his players you know he was telling his players you know this isn't a vacation don't go traveling everywhere don't go inviting a bunch of family in this is you know we're trying to prevent this from from spreading um you know, continue to like work on yourselves, work on your game, but don't, you know, have a bunch of people in, don't go out. And I, uh, I feel like baseball will probably have, have something similar. So maybe that does mean staying down, staying down South. What about you? What do you, what do you think is, what do you think is the way that they're going to, they're going to handle this? Um, probably agree with you. Just stay down and in Tampa, um, try to try to keep local and um yeah i mean i think that that's all you can do yeah i think i don't know if i'm if i'm a yankee it, it, i'm just thinking like if i'm if i'm with the yankees and you want to stay fresh so to speak you probably stay down in Tampa and then maybe just practice in small groups. Like once, like take two weeks off if you're not showing any symptoms. Like divide the team up into small groups and practice like that. This way, if one person gets it, you're not spreading it throughout the whole team, just your group or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just try to be small and contained like that if, if you need to keep guys fresh for the start of the season. But I don't know, man. I'm even thinking about canceling Ducks practice. Yeah. That's Jordan's gonna Jordan's gonna call me a you know a couple words, but uh, oh yeah, I think it might be the right thing to do. If um, so if if MLB has its conference call on Friday, who do you think is the Knicks of the MLB in that situation? What one team do you think it would be the one that says that they a don't want to postpone the season and b don't want to ban fans until there's some kind of dictation that says they have to. All right, so obviously the the slam dunk answer, but I'm not going to pick it as the Astros. But I think with the with the new regime of the Astros, they're just like you know we got to be quiet. Like yeah, I wouldn't pick the Astros in this situation. They tweeted out a picture of them with a uh, long range photo lens uh, yesterday. <laughs> so, Jeez. I mean, maybe they haven't learned their lesson. <laughs> but the the Astros would be one team I'd be pretty keen on. Uh, the other one would probably be the Mets. That that was probably going to be my pick. Just keep so it in New York. <laughs> yeah, the Astros or the Mets. Yeah, I would probably I would probably say the Mets. But remember, after nine eleven, the Mets helped more than the Yankees. Yeah, 
So Bobby Valentine uh, will will die. The hill he'll die on. Um, I guess there were. There, I guess there is some other MLB news we could we could talk about, which I thought was interesting. Is um, the ban from or temporary ban from clubhouses for for media, and now everything is kind of done in a press conference format. Everyone has to keep six feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know i'm I'm certainly not arguing that precaution, you know, do whatever you can to prevent the spread, although like at the time, I was a little confused because they were still totally fine with you know having people pay thousands of dollars for seats right next to the dugout or in basketball cases right next to the bench um, But what was interesting to me is that a lot of people kind of came out and were pretty adamant that they felt media. Um, should have no problem doing their job in the same capacity with these restrictions, which I thought was kind of a you know silly and dangerous argument to try to say that that should be the norm because I mean just why because you're part of the media <laughs> I'm part of a media that is way way uh, smaller scale than what they're covering, but no, well, you've be- been in the clubhouse with your recorder. Yeah, yeah, I the have Yankee clubhouse the 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 Scramble Spray clubhouse. Yeah, and then and um, I mean, just from those couple times, I can tell you that you know going into clubhouses and talking to guys gets you a lot different stuff than when you're talking to people who are in front of a camera, and obviously their their guard goes up because because of those cameras in their face and because they're fielding questions from a bunch of different people, and that was just an argument that I completely disagreed with because i mean just look at the yankees alone look at all the awesome stories that we've had that we've gotten to read about the yankees just just recently like the like Lindsay adler's piece on on the madden league that the yankees started which was so much fun to read like that story is impossible yeah in, in, she, in yeah. this format and she she tweeted out a couple of her previous uh stories that would have been impossible without the locker room access right she was like i did the, all these stories and people seem like them she's 100 right they were all awesome and I hope this isn't – I understand why they did it. Um, I hope this isn't the the start of a trend. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there's going to be a lot of things from this just in the real world that um, have lasting effects, whether it be remote working, which I've been saying forever is probably smarter than what they do. I mean just think about how many people die in car accidents, right? Yeah. But – Locker room access to the media gives fans an opportunity to connect with the team and sports are about the fans and it's about growing the game. And, um, I I think, I think it's something that while you had to do it, it should not be looked at as a a permanent thing. And and people who are like, Oh, you know, they don't need to be in there anyway. Like you're just, you know, you heard the one athlete that didn't like the media say something like that. And you're just copying them is is what I think. Cause I don't know about you, but I, all of my sports teams, I want to know as much about them as I possibly can and their personalities. And like, you know, like I was at two, I saw two hat tricks this year. One of them was Tony D'Angelo. And I know he's not a good dude. Like I've, I've read so much about him and then like, there's been so many stories about him. I'm like, I'm not even throwing my hat on the ice. And then you get Mika Zibanejad who I know just because there's been so many things that, you know, so many stories about him from, from, people like Larry Brooks or, or um, Rick Carpinello of, of The Athletic that, 
make me feel like I know him. Like I know he's a good, so I'm excited because I feel like I have a relationship with this, even though I don't, but I have a relationship with this player without locker room access. I don't have that sort of connection. And I mean, I'm, I feel the same way about most of the Yankees. Like I can't wait to read the article that Lindsay dropped on Brett Gardner today. Um, so it's interesting, but I, uh, I think that it's definitely necessary and we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I mean, for, hey, for Yankees fans alone, all the fun stories last year about the clubhouse celebrations after wins and the smoke machines and, and the music and stuff that everyone was always asking about and always tweeting at beat reporters about after after games like that all goes away if reporters aren't able to be in the clubhouse to, to report that kind of stuff. And that's all really fun stories that help us kind of feel closer to the team. And that's certainly something that's needed. And that's where all the higher quality stories come out because of that more engaged conversation. And, hey, good on some of um, some of the players across the game that have actually come out and said that that kind of access is needed. Joey Votto spoke out about it. Um, Joey Votto's the man. Like, it's so refreshing to have a thoughtful player like Joey Votto who actually looks at all sides of an equation. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that was that was all I was going to say is Joey Votto came out and, and supported how media is needed because it kind of paints the the best picture of a player because he's not in front of a bunch of a bunch of cameras and and delivering nothing but, you know, cookie cutter sporting cliche responses. It like it is what it is, and they were the better team today, and and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. you, you want you want to get past that, and I'm sure, like you said, I'm certainly excited to, to read wow. Lindsay's piece on Brett Gardner because I know it's going to go beyond that stuff. And I believe she talked to CC Sabathia for that story, and he's another one. I mean, look, yes, it's an ad read, but every time you hear CC Sabathia do the read on the Athletic on the R two C two podcast, he always comes out and says like. He likes the athletic because the reporters are the ones in the clubhouse every day, and they're the ones who actually like know the most what's what's going on with the team. And uh, and I think there's definitely uh, definitely a lot of truth to that. Yeah, I think that when you have clubhouse access, you get stories about players, not speculation about how that you think things are going to go. And I, I I mean like think about sort of what Jeter wanted with the players tribute, right? Players with the ability to tell their stories. And and that's what having close relationships with the media does for players, right? They, they can get their stories out and people can get to know them. But when you have guys that aren't in there every day, you get just speculation and, and hot takes. Like look at Andy Martino. When is he ever in the locker no, room? And look at all, the, all the, <laughs> all the crap he spews. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Um. Yeah. So hopefully that is not something that tries to be pulled as a as a permanent measure. We've been in, we've been told that it won't. So hopefully it won't. I don't think it won't. Um. But just because that argument seemed to surface in a lot of places, I thought it would be good to bring up. But other than that, there's really not much else to talk about. Other than it seems like we are heading for a much longer oh, no. wait for opening day than than we initially thought. It is certainly depressing to think about how we've been counting down the days until opening day for you know months now and now it's probably going to be pushed back months but again i think we can both say we are totally understanding of why this is probably going to happen and not really something that can be argued because it's for um public safety so mm-hmm. still uh still definitely sad times and unprecedented times i mean just 
you know, just just sitting there scrolling Twitter last night was just an insane, unreal experience. Like just like wow, like this kind of this kind of stuff just like doesn't happen. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I mean, it's definitely the most shocking day probably since nine eleven. I I don't think that's an exaggeration. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens and where we go from where we go from here. But um, I just hope everybody stays safe and uh, and healthy, and hopefully uh, we'll come out of this sooner rather than later. And have baseball back, but until then, everybody find a a hobby. Maybe we'll, maybe we can do like a World Series video rewatch or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, it's probably gonna be uh, it's probably gonna be time to pull out the uh, pull out the memory bank. We'll see. Will A Rod own the Mets by the time we come out of this? <laughs> I'm gonna say no. All right, wait here. Let's end on like a funny but not funny note. Who was the first Yankee to get the coronavirus? First player. Oh man, I don't know if I want to go down this road. Hopefully, none of them. <laughs> it's got to be somebody. It's gonna it, if if they keep playing, it's gonna be a lot of them because yeah. baseball players well, do nothing but lick their hands. The yeah, and <laughs> I mean, God, Chapman's licking his fingers in between every pitch. <laughs> I I said to Carolina when they thought Sanchez might have it, I was like, it's so perfect. It had to be Sanchez or Stanton, just because everybody uh, freaked. By the way, I just hold on. I saw somebody call. Aaron Judge on for some reason I looked at the replies which I shouldn't have done when Judge broke his rib that Aaron Judge is made of glass the dude played through it in the postseason and hit you know a couple homers for you relax look he they they point they found the the video of where it apparently happened and he was you know um, complaining about shoulder pain after that that he had about 35 plate appearances from then to the end of the regular season and his OPS was 1250 so made of glass he raked with a broken rib <laughs> yeah. he he went oppo off Justin Verlander in the ALCS with a broken rib like just please shut up yeah hey are you doing that uh the vault thing with the the MLB thing with predicting the leaders for the decade Oh, no, but I will now. Yeah. It's like predict who has the most hits, MVP, Cy Youngs, homers, strikeouts, wins, things like that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'll check that out. Um, yeah. The latest episode of Effectively Wild, Ben and Sam pick who they have. Um, yes. I just downloaded it this morning. I was, I've been behind on the season previews they've been putting out, so I'm, I'm going to listen to that on my commute today. Cool. All right, man. Well, I guess that's it. I don't know. I don't have anything else. What are you looking forward to this week besides trying not to get sick? We can we can skip this whole segment at this point. <laughs> um, right. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> I have no idea. New Clone Wars on Friday. There you watch go. that. What about you? Uh, I'm just going to get outside and work on my lawn. It seems like the safest place to be. <laughs> watch an asteroid will hit the back of my backyard and yeah. wipe me out. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, hey, everyone, please stay safe out there. Don't be don't be too brave. Don't be reckless with, um, you know, who you come into contact with and wash and those re- hands. Yeah. And remember this when when we're back to normal and Gleyber Torres makes, you know, his 35th error of the season. Don't get too upset about it. At least we're healthy. Good. Good. Uh, good perspective. 
So that's, uh, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see if there's much baseball to talk about next week. But um, in the meantime, just, just stay safe and, and have a good week.